The best way to learn a language? Immersion. Living where the language is spoken and using it every day. But if that's not in the cards this year, you can still learn a language the second best way. And that's with Babbel. Be a better you in 2024 with Babbel, the science-backed language learning app that actually works. Don't pay hundreds of dollars for private tutors or waste hours on apps that don't really help you speak the language. Babbel's quick 10-minute lessons are handcrafted by over 200 language experts and help you start speaking a new language in as little as three weeks. Babbel's designed by real people for real conversations, and their tips and tools are approachable, accessible, rooted in real-life situations, and delivered with conversation-based teaching, so you're ready to practice what you've learned in the real world. Here's a special limited-time deal for our listeners. Right now, get up to 60% off your Babbel subscription at babbel.com slash bluewire. That's 60% off at babbel.com slash bluewire, spelled B-A-B-B-E-L dot com slash bluewire. Rules and restrictions apply. Good morning, White Sox fans. This is your Sox Machine White Sox wake-up call for Thursday, July 29th, 2021. I'm Josh Nelson. Last night's game was eventful. The Chicago White Sox offense continues to slump. In their first three innings, all the White Sox could muster was an infield single from Andrew Vaughn. To start the fourth inning, Adam Engel hit his fourth double of the season, which is a great start to any inning, and especially when you got Jose Abreu, Aloy Jimenez, and Yoan Makata due to bat. Abreu hit a grounder that allowed Engel to advance to third base, but Chris Bubich struck out both Jimenez and Makata to escape without any damage. Missed opportunity by the White Sox early, and that failure to get the runner from second to score with no outs would come back to haunt the White Sox later in the game. The White Sox did manage to score two runs in the fifth inning. Three straight singles from Vaughn, Lurie Garcia, and Danny Mendick were the catalyst with some bad rundown defense from Royal second baseman Whit Merrifield. While Vaughn scored from second base, Salvador Perez received the throw from the outfield and saw Mendick was going for second base. His throw was on target and beat Mendick by plenty, and Merrifield got Mendick into a rundown. Meanwhile, Garcia is at third base watching this rundown happen. Merrifield never checks home. He decides to run down Mendick all the way back to first base and tag him out, but it was enough time to allow Garcia to score all the way from first. The White Sox were up 2 to nothing thanks to that rundown miscue by Merrifield. And Lucas Giolito was dealing on the mound. Despite the extreme heat in Kansas City, Giolito kept the Royals scoreless through six innings until his defense let him down in the seventh inning. So I mentioned that Garcia made a good play offensively to score the second run. Well, the defensive problem started with him in the seventh as Salvador Perez had a deep fly to right field. As Garcia was taking his final steps tracking, he took his eyes off the ball as it deflected off his glove. The home score, unbelievably, ruled it a double for Perez, but it should have been an error on Garcia. And then on the next pitch, Giolito spikes a fastball and Perez advanced to third base as Sebi Zavala didn't get his knees down in time. He did a poor job of blocking that pitch. 
went through the five hole and allowed Perez to get to third base. So here's Jorge Soler. It's a two to nothing game, runner on third, and he absolutely blasts an inside fastball to deep left field. Lucky for the White Sox, it hits the top of the wall, which easily scored Perez. And Soler was watching the fly ball, thinking he hit another home run against the White Sox. So as he's going around first base, heading to second, Andrew Vaughn made a strong throw after the ricochet on the wall. And Tim Anderson shielded and maybe cut off Danny Mendick, who was getting ready to field Vaughn's throw and maybe would have had enough time to tag out Solaire. Instead, Tim Anderson moving to his right, the throw deflected off his glove. Mendig didn't see the ball, and it went right by him, and Jose Abreu had to field that direction in shallow right field. And instead of getting Solaire at second base, he makes his way to third base. So the magnitude of defensive problems by the White Sox defense in two at-bats cuts the lead to one run, and now the game tying run was 90 feet away. Manager Tony La Russa decided to pull Lucas Giolito with two lefties coming up to bat, and Giolito's final night, only on 80 pitches, he went six innings, allowed four hits, the one earned run in quotation marks. It should be an unearned run. Walking one and striking out seven. Giolito was great. The fastball was working. The changeup was always there. But that slider, the slider continues to improve for Lucas Giolito. And it's starting to become a dependable third pitch for him, which will only make him better as the season progresses. Larusa going to the bullpen went with Aaron Bummer. Again, the two lefties coming up to bat. And lucky for the White Sox, the 2019 version of Aaron Bummer appeared. Bummer was terrific. He struck out two batters, and on one strikeout, after Zavala, I mentioned, got five-hold, uh, he did a great job of sticking with a spike slider to prevent Soler from scoring from third base and still threw out the hitter at first base. It was a terrific throw as it went over the shoulder of the base runner, uh, and Abreu was able to field that throw, get the out at first base, and Soler didn't move. A weak grounder to Tim Anderson into the threat, and amazingly, the White Sox were still ahead 2-1. to one. Michael Kopech was next in line and for the first time in his career was throwing it back-to-back days. And he tossed a scoreless eighth inning, lining everything up for Liam Hendricks. It was the type of bullpen blueprint the White Sox were hoping would be a victorious one and one that we kind of laid out at the beginning of the season. Hendricks, who has been awesome as of late, uh, facing Salvador Perez, and Perez had other thoughts. He smashed a solo home run to tie the game in the ninth inning, and it's the fifth-blown save of the season for Liam Hendricks as the game went into extra innings. Back to the White Sox offense. So in the 10th inning, Gavin Sheets was on second base because he pinched hit for Eloy Jimenez in the ninth inning, who was taken out for precautionary reasons with a right groin tightness. Manager Tony Russa told reporters in the post-game press conference, quote, he felt a little something running during his third at bat. We didn't want to take any chances and we'll see how he's feeling tomorrow, end quote. Yoan Makata was the leadoff hitter and he failed to put the ball in play as he struck out. Billy Hamilton also failed to put the ball in play and struck out. Kind of defeats the purpose of extra inning rules for the White Sox offense if they cannot function properly with a runner on second and nobody out. Lurie Garcia 
walked. So the White Sox had runners on first and second. Pinch hitter Brian Goodwin replaced Danny Mendick. And on a 2-2 pitch, Goodwin hit a deepish fly to center field. But he's been ice cold since the All-Star break. And it fell short of the warning track and into Michael A. Taylor's glove for the final out. And thus, the White Sox cannot score again, despite having a runner on second base with nobody out. For Kansas City's half, Ryan Berg came into the game and took over for Liam Hendricks. And that inning started with Hanser Alberto sacrifice bunting to move Andrew Benatendi to third base. Now the game-winning run just 90 feet away, Hunter Dozier against a drawn-in infield on the very first pitch hit a grounder directly to Tim Anderson. And Tim Anderson made a good throw to home plate that beat Benatendi by plenty, but it did give Benatendi enough space to start reversing his tracks and head back to third with Sebi Zavala chasing him down. During this chase down, Zavala didn't make the second throw in the rundown, uh, deciding to keep it, and Benatendi fell to the ground to avoid the tag. And it fooled the third base umpire because the third base umpire said that Benatendi wasn't tagged and he got up and he scored and everyone's going crazy at Kauffman Stadium thinking that Benatendi avoided the tag and scored the game-winning run. We go to replay and replay showed Zavala clearly tagged Benatendi out, which was the second out. While this chaos was happening, Dozier advanced all the way to second base. That final part is key because Michael A. Taylor singled through the middle of the infield and Dozier slide beats Zavala's tag at home, giving the Royals a 3-2 win over the White Sox. The White Sox are now 6-7 since the All-Star break and 60-42 and overall after the loss. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. It's a quick turnaround for the White Sox today. Their first pitch is at 1.10 p.m. Central Time, and the White Sox will have Carlos Rodon on the mound. He's 8-4 with a 2.24 ERA, and looking at his previous results against Kansas City Royals hitters, keep an eye on the usual suspects. Merrifield is 9 for 22 against Rodon. He also has seven stolen bases when Carlos Rodon is starting. Salvador Perez is 6 for 18 with a home run, and Carlos Santana is 8 for 27. For Kansas City, it'll be Carlos Hernandez. He's 1 and 1 in 2021 with a 5.72 ERA. And the one hitter for the White Sox who has been successful against Hernandez, because not many White Sox hitters have seen Hernandez 
is Danny Mendick. Mendick is a perfect three for three against Hernandez in his career. Maybe it gets him a start. You could watch the game on NBC Sports Chicago or listen on the radio at ESPN 1000 AM. Down in the minors, maybe some hug watch going on in Charlotte. Starting pitcher Jimmy Lambert was lifted after tossing two scoreless innings. Jake Berger was replaced in the ninth inning. And manager Wes Helms was not available to the media after the game. So we are left to speculate what's going on. And boy, does that make for some riveting content. Sarcasm aside, the Knights lost 2-1 to to the Jacksonville Jumbo Shrimp. Luis Robert was 2-4 for four with a double at his first AAA action during his rehab. Jake Lamb also went 2-4. for Human Mercedes went 0-4 for four and Jake Berger did pick up a hit before getting lifted out of the game. Matt Foster struck out the side in the ninth inning, but he also allowed two hits in the losing run. Birmingham got walked out by the Rocket City Trash Pandas, losing in 10 innings, 8-7. Jamison Fisher hit his seventh home run of the season. Yep, he's still kicking around. Xavier Fernandez hit his fifth home run in double-A. Emilio Vargas tossed two scoreless innings, striking out four. Yep, he's still around too. Winston-Salem won their barn burner 9-8, down 8-4 after 6 innings. The Dash scored 4 in the 7th and the game-winning run in the 8th inning. Alex Destino had himself a day going 3-for-5 with a home run and 4 RBIs. Gunnar Troutwine was 1-for-2 with 3 walks and 2 RBIs. And Yoki Cespedes was 3-for-5 and he's got a .772 OPS in high A. Canapolis dropped their game to Salem, losing 6-4. Andrew Dahlquist went four innings pitched, allowed six hits, four runs, three of them earned, two walks and two strikeouts as his season ERA is 5.86. Jose Rodriguez hit a triple while Brian Ramos and Luis Mieses both had multi-hit nights. Around Major League Baseball, all right, let's get into some trade talk. The big trades that happened yesterday. The Miami Marlins sent outfielder Starlin Marte to the Oakland Athletics in exchange for Jesus Lazardo. Arizona sent Eduardo Escobar to Milwaukee. Jerks. Cross one name off the White Sox trade list. Texas did trade Joey Gallo, and he's going to need a shave as he heads to the New York Yankees. Scores around the league, the Minnesota Twins hit seven home runs and lost as it was a football score with the Detroit Tigers winning 17-14. I hope you had the over in that game. Fran Mill Reyes hit a home run that left progressive field as Cleveland beat St. Louis 7-2. Cleveland is 50-49 on the season and now eight and a half games back of the White Sox in the American League Central. Toronto and Boston split a doubleheader. The Blue Jays won game one 4-1 and the Red Sox won game two, you guessed it, 4-1. Houston blew out Seattle 11-4, which is good news for Oakland, as their beatdown of San Diego 10-4 adds more ground between the Athletics and the Mariners in the wildcard race. Baltimore came from behind to shock Miami 8-7. Milwaukee crushed Pittsburgh 7-3. The New York Mets hold off the Atlanta Braves 2-1. The Yankees win in 10 innings over the Tampa Bay Rays 3-1. Cincinnati beat the Chicago Cubs 5-2. Chris Bryan played some innings at shortstop, you know, boost that trade stock. And Arizona beat Texas 3-2. And the game between Washington and Philadelphia was postponed 
due to a COVID outbreak within the Nationals clubhouse as 12 members of the Nationals have tested positive. Luckily, most of those 12 are already vaccinated with the Johnson & Johnson shot. That will do it for this White Sox wake-up call. Subscribe to the Sox Machine podcast wherever you listen to podcasts, and also subscribe to our YouTube channel at youtube.com slash Machine. If you enjoy our work and want to support us, visit patreon.com slash Machine as we have several different tiers of support, starting at just $2 a month for exclusive content, ad-free podcasts, and website, and the first chance to purchase any of our new swag items. Have a great Thursday morning, everyone, and we'll see you later tonight for Socks Machine Live. For SocksMachine.com, I'm Josh Nelson. Thanks for listening. This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.